Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to the Dream Factory, the world's greatest user-generated movie creation podcast. The rules are simple. We can discuss as many ideas as we like, but only one will progress to the next stage, where the winner will be unveiled at a two-thirds full stadium in Tulsa. I'm Joel, a man who puts the music into Oklahoma, and across from me is John Harris, a man so dedicated to his film snobbery that he recently cancelled his movie subscription because it hadn't served him up a foreign language film in three days. Hello, John. Hello. I need to cancel my movie subscription because I haven't used it in ages. <laughs> ah, good. Thank you for reminding I don't know. me. I don't know. I don't know what movie is. This podcast is sponsored by Movie, <laughs> a man who doesn't know what it is, and a man who needs to cancel his subscription. I'm sure, no, I, yeah, maybe, maybe I'll keep. Maybe I should actually just use it. Maybe that's the moral of this story. Two thirds full, so we're doing better than Trump, I guess. Depends. Hey, it depends if you watch the fake mainstream news or or the guys at Fox, mate. I'm a Fox man. Be compatible. I don't have any more commentary on that weird thing apart from no. Is someone going to have done a film? About Donald Trump's drinking a glass of water? Is that part of it? Have you got one of those? <laughs> no. Here's some film ideas. Sad Gilmore from Jim. Golf courses were taken away during lockdown and it makes Gilmore sad. So it's, Adam, it's a sequel with Adam Sandler? Yeah, he's really into golf now. Because oh. he isn't into golf in the film, is he? He's not a golf guy. He's uh, like a hockey player. He's just very good at it. Okay, yeah. Yeah. He gets sad. He tries, he tries online golf. It's rubbish. Golf was back pretty quick, though. I was going to say, would he do mini golf with that? That you can't socially just. You're, you're easier socially distancing normal golf than you are mini golf. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, crazy golf could probably. There's those weird indoor crazy golf places yeah. in London. They could probably theme one of those into like a hospital or something, and so everyone's got PPE, and that that seems like it would work. Yeah, or you could just thoughts do, on that. You could just do one that's outside, probably better. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. Are you are you handy at crazy golf? I would say I am distinctly okay. We've done crazy golf together and I did happen to win, but I think that was luck. It wasn't any skill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I was quite glad that I won though because you are an insufferable winner. <laughs> <laughs> when I've sort of put that to the back of my mind. I haven't really thought about that since then. I only really ever remember my victories. <laughs> That's very on brand for you, I'd say. 
<laughs> yeah, I let you in. What about the golfing ranges? Could you do that? I actually think golf golf was one of the first things they allowed back, wasn't it? Because it's very easy to socially distance. Yeah. It's prof- yeah, golf was the... It's professional golf happening. Professional golf. What are you trying to say? That me on the crazy course isn't... It's still amateur. Mm. Um, no, there's no professional golf, I don't think. There's no... It's weird the sports they're bringing back, because football's back, right? But cricket. Still no cricket. That seems pretty socially distanced to me. What about tennis? Yeah, t- I mean, there's like a bloody net between them. Yeah. They can't They can't get near each other. Just make the net two metres wide. Not doubles, but singles you could do easily. Yeah. Make a big... Just put two nets in the middle two metres apart. I think we're going to solve all of the sporting problems by the end of this podcast, Joe. I'm into it. What do you reckon is the worst sport for social distancing? Squash has got to be pretty bad. Big sweaty cube. Sumo wrestling? Sumo is pretty bad. That's a good shout. Yeah. You're right. I think it's probably sumo. You know how you were talking about those uh, those places in London that took like crazy golf or mini golf and like turned it into this like cool. And se- made it twenty quid each. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> turned it into this cool, sexy London thing. Are there any other sumo? <laughs> what made that a cool, sexy London thing? Junkyard sumo. <laughs> I'm into it. You pay twenty quid. You get down to your pants and you wrestle your friends. I would. I would be more inclined to do that if you could. If they gave you like big fat suits to do it in. Do you know what I mean? Like padding. Maybe not fat suit, but just padding so that you can like really get, you know, bump into each other without fear of injury. John, come to mine now. I'll sell a tape of pillow to you and I'll run at you at speed. <laughs> that's, ju- that's junkyard sumo. That's junkyard sumo, baby. <laughs> uh, I'd be quite into that. They should junkyard everything. <laughs> junkyard table tennis. What would that be? Junkyard, junkyard snooker. They're just like, I don't know, instead of pockets, it's just empty tins of beans. <laughs> Yeah, and it's all in the dark and everything's neon lit. That's that's kind of Yeah. And it's really and it's really expensive and just too busy to actually enjoy. What else do you do at the seaside apart from mini golf? The arcade? They could have a junkyard arcade, that'd be easy. I mean have you have you been to the British seaside recently, John? It is a junkyard arcade. Uh fish and chips, junkyard fish and chips. <laughs> Jun- what about junkyard crabbing? <laughs> that's good. I think that is quite good. Isn't it? I'd we, be quite up for doing that. Let's do some. Ju- mean, it'd be quite traumatic. It'd be quite traumatic for the crabs. They're just getting caught all day long, living in like some sort of mad neon <laughs> fish tank with like heavy music playing. <laughs> <laughs> people just like people would definitely be tipping their drinks in there and getting oh, the crabs drunk. Let's not do that. Right. What about this one from Josh? Being John Harris, a man discovers a portal into John's brain <laughs> and decides to sell twenty minutes experiences to other podcasters. He then also tweets um, underneath it, this is some stupid shit. Why did I tweet this? <laughs> I'm glad. I, I was about to say the same. So I'm glad he followed up and tweet. I would say not even John Harris wants to be in John Harris's head. So no. the idea that people would pay to be there. Junkyard brain. <laughs> also, like, what, what, what's the experience for the other podcaster? See what it's like to be an unsuccessful podcaster. Also, what really all they're going to see is my face on a Zoom call. For the time being, yeah. That's rubbish. No one wants to see that. Oh, is it just during records? Mm. Yeah, maybe. Okay, I'm going to give some times of the day. Yep. And you're going to tell me usually what you're doing at that time of day. And we'll okay. get a little glimpse into what the, the paying customer might, might see. 10.25am. <laughs> uh, on a weekday? Working. Weekend. A- Talk to me about weekends. Weekend, I might be making brunch. I'm quite good. Brunch is probably my, my best meal, so that's probably in terms of 
cuisine. That's that's the highlight of the day. I'm a brunch boy. Okay, so that's probably that could be an experience worth paying for if you get Maybe. to see you knock up a decent meal. Yeah. Ten twenty five p.m. Asleep? No way. Depends the day, but since lockdown, I've been going to sleep earlier and earlier. How early have we got? I uh, oh, there's definitely been a there's definitely three, been a, three o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> no, but there's definitely been a nine thirty in there somewhere. Asleep? Yeah. Why? Are you eighty years old? <laughs> it's just I don't know. I get up really early, so I go to sleep really early, and then I get up really early, and then I'm like, why am I getting up so early? And then I remember it's because I go to sleep really early. Because <laughs> you went to bed at nine o'clock at night. Um. That's funny. I, it's quite funny that you have to go to bed just as the watershed's starting because you know, you're you worried about what's on TV. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, Josh, I hate to say I agree with you, but it was a stupid idea. Hey, what about this one from Mark? Legends of the Fallout Boy. Fallout Boy moved to a ranch in Montana and they all fall in love with the same farmhand. I didn't know about the film Legends of the Fall, but I read a synopsis and some bloke moves his three sons to a, far- a ranch and they all fall in love with a girl. Okay. So that thing that happens, but it's the guys from excellent band we all love, Fallout Boy. Yeah, Patrick Stump, Pete Wentz. The other there's two. not somebody. There's not somebody in a band called Patrick Stump. Oh, let me just triple check. I'm scared. I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure the lead singer is called Patrick Stump. Patrick Stump. Yeah, Fallout Boy frontman Patrick Stump. I don't know. Paddy Stump. Pat. I just want to say to that Paddy Stump. <laughs> so yeah, um... it's just not the name of a man in a band, is it? It's sort of the name of a man that would sell fruit by the side of a motorway. Who in a band has the least band memory name? The first that springs to mind, Ian Brown. That's not the most band namery. No, true. It's no Patrick Stump, though, is it? Stump. No. <laughs> Stump's the least rock and roll surname. The, 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 thing, the problem with putting that call out, John, is it, We've already got the answer. It can't, it can't be beaten. There's nobody in a band with a less sexy rock and roll name than Patrick Stump. <laughs> so... Fallout Boy, why would... So they've gone to a farm, probably that's the kind of thing a band would do to recording an album. They'd like lock themselves away for six months in the middle of nowhere to record an album. Kanye famously went to Montana. That's where he did that. <laughs> which, which... He went to Montana and, on a ranch and made the album that no one likes, where the mountain the covers the mountain. It's not it really count. I don't really... It's not really canon. Is that yay? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, fine. All right. So they go, to the... go there to make an album. The person working there is a part-time farmhand, part-time sound engineer. They all fall in love with her. <laughs> Obviously, she fancies Pete Wentz because everyone fancied Pete Wentz, yeah. didn't they? No one fancied Patrick Stump. <laughs> Pete Wentz. Now, that's a that's a name of somebody in an emo band, isn't it? Yeah. It was weird because he Pete Wentz was positioned as the front man, but he was the bassist. It was a really odd yeah. moment in music. Um, right, yeah, so you, yeah, but come on, someone at a record label saw they came in. They said, "We look, we love your music. We we simply cannot have Patrick Stump as the, <laughs> the main man." I can't believe we're going in so hard on Patrick Stump. I didn't realize this this was what this episode would be about. I've I've had a long running beef with Stumpy. <laughs> so I think what could be fun is I believe Pete Wentz also wrote the songs. So as they're recording, what's, what's Patrick bringing to the table? <laughs> The vo- I don't know the vocals. Anyway, oh yeah, fair enough. So he's right, he's handing over these lyrics, and Patrick Stump's singing them. And it's only as he's in the booth recording them he realizes that they're about this girl. That's how the beef starts. Do you <laughs> nice. see what I mean? I like it. Like, yeah, that's with, good. It's good. With your red hair and your blue eyes, those are kind of Fallout Boy lyrics. And he's looking at the yep. sound engineer, and he thinks, "Wait a second, she's got red hair and blue eyes." 
And then he like <laughs> names her. He names her and he's like, Elizabeth. And he's like, wait. Big fight breaks out. <laughs> I'm into it. Very good. And it turns out actually that all along she fancied Andy Hurley, the drummer. <laughs> I knew that. I knew that off the back of my off the top of my head. <laughs> who, who hasn't who hasn't really featured in the film the whole way through? It's been a real yeah. <laughs> feud between the two. That's beautiful. I like that. Cool. Right. What about this one from Ben? The Naked Chef Gun. Jamie Oliver is a super spy. <laughs> well, it's also it's Naked Gun, so it's like slapstick. Um, yeah, it's like yeah. I madness. imagine there's like you know all of his kitchen gadgets also double up as super spy gadgets. So it's I a like corkscrew it. that that also I don't know can crack any lock. Yeah, yeah, a corkscrew that, that cracks seems, any lock seems feasible. Some sort of masher that you can also mash someone's brain in with. So far, these are things that you could <laughs> a just... A knife that doubles up as a knife. Yeah. So far, you've turned all these kitchen gizmos into the same thing again. Yeah, well, you're the, you've just admitted to being the handyman brunch guy. I'm, That's I'm true. Kind of, I'm, kind of lean, I'm kind of leaning on you here. Yeah, I didn't realise I didn't realize my breakfast gadgets would have to come into handy right now. What, would, what could he cook to save the world? Why would cooking something save the world? He's got like a... Is there some sort of bomb that he needs to keep at a certain temperature or it'll blow? In a sous vide. That's good. That's that's. Good. I I think Jamie Oliver could pull it off. With yeah, cracking the puns at the beginning of lockdown. Yeah, I think so. At the beginning of lockdown, Jamie Oliver was one of my favourite things to watch when he he was doing this show called Keep Calm and Carry On Cooking, where like the first week, the first couple of weeks of programming he had done just before lockdown with a crew, and it looked like a normal Jamie Oliver t- uh, yeah. TV show. And then for some reason, as of like week three. They just panicked and they were like, well, we still want to keep releasing it. So it was like he was basically doing them in his like larder on his mobile phone and the sound was echoing around the room. And he was like, the the kind of portions of food he was describing was like, oh yeah, you could do this with a quarter of a carrot or any. <laughs> and I get like, he, he was obviously trying to be like, you know, if you're hard up on food, like I totally respect that. But the idea that yeah. someone is just left with a quarter of a carrot was just so mad to me. And they're like desperately trying to figure out what to do with it. <laughs> Instead of just eat that bit of carrot. <laughs> I've got this, I, used, I had that recipe last night that weirdly requ- required three quarters of a carrot. <laughs> just, yeah. If only there was a recipe out there that required a quarter of a carrot. If, Why would you, what recipe would you ever use three quarters of a carrot? It makes no sense. Or yeah. are you going to make that Jamie Oliver one four times? <laughs> Honestly. So stupid. I've never, seen, I've never seen a recipe in my life that required anything other than whole measures of carrots. <laughs> It'll uh, just say, take this carrot well, yeah. to be your lawful wedded <laughs> carrot. And if it's like an amount of potato, I'm sorry, I'm just going to round up. Like if it was like half a kilo of potatoes and like after three potatoes, I was slightly over 500 grams. I'm not going to be like, well, there's a quarter of a potato what... I have to save for another dish. <laughs> Don't worry, Jamie will have a little quarter recipe for you. <laughs> Making like meals for fucking doll's houses. Uh, on on the food flex, uh, what about this one from Stu? The film, the artist, but it's a sandwich artist. Honestly, the film nice, follows okay. the same plot, um, but you know it would be tremendously confusing following the artist plot with a sandwich artist, which is what they call uh, subway people. They're sandwich yeah, artists. They're sandwich artists. I was just imagining it's just going to be like a black and white, lovely musical story about opening a new franchise of Subway. Yeah, 
tap dancing yeah. on the counters. Maybe maybe somebody gets yeah maybe somebody gets discovered because the the flair in which they put their sandwiches together, and they become like a big TikTok star. You can imagine that happening, right? Of somebody with Salt some, Bay. So exactly, I'm thinking like the people that make the cocktails in TGI Fridays. They're flicking those things all around their heads. Why have I never seen that in Subway? Have they? Have the behind the bars of a TGI? They're like frisbeeing. They're like frisbeeing. Uh, yeah. Sorry, you're talking about making beautiful soap. So frisbeeing a slice of ham. Yeah, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. How can you add some pizzazz to cheese and toasted? Oh, that is quite tricky, and that is a quintessential part, isn't it? Oh yeah, you got a quick cheese and of the toast. process. Oh, I haven't had a subway in so long. I think you could like. It's more about the fact that he he's like a one man conveyor belt. So every time that cheese and toasted bings, he's he's making another sandwich at the time. Opens it, bosh, straight in that customer's mouth. He does that. He get he does that thing where he he like unhooks the oven with his foot, and the base of his foot is so flat that he can take it out of the oven and spin it around with his foot while the other while his hands are still preparing the other sandwich. Amazing, I um, imagine. Perfect alternatively if we do go down like the vaguely the plot of the artist so the artist is about a, a dog a little dog <laughs> uh who's... I don't, i've not i've not seen the artist so it's Isn't about there a little oscar winning dog yeah i think his name's uffy or uggy or something like that it begins with a u and um he's sadly passed away now but anyway th- so it's about someone who the technology improvement in film means that, you know, they're the talkies now, and he was a star of the silent movie era. And so it's about him. Who, the dog? <laughs> well, both the dog and the, the dog, human. The dog's got a weird bark, so it really was successful <laughs> in silent cinema. <laughs> it's really worried about having to bark in the talkies. And the barkies. A lot of people don't think about how animals transition from silent film to talking talkies. What they realised was that... They the actually bar- called them walkies. <laughs> That's good. Thanks, um, man. The bark, the bark just sounded like a horrible hate crime like and so like what, john john repeat <laughs> no. some of your favorite hate crimes <laughs> no so uh so yeah he was the dog was cancelled in the 1920s basically uh not i tell you what not an easy time to get cancelled <laughs> that dog was up to some pretty disgraceful stuff <laughs> but i was thinking the whole like idea of technology and the discomfort in like you know, being a star in an old technology and trying to come up with a new one. So has Subway come up with some sort of robotic sandwich maker? Yes, 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 yes. And it's this one employee left at Subway with a load of robot employees. And it's about whether they can make sandwiches at a quicker speed. Perfect. We've done it. Cracked it. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Need new glasses or want a fresh new style? Warby Parker has you covered. 
Glasses start at just 95 bucks, including anti-reflective, scratch-resistant prescription lenses that block 100% of UV rays. Every frame's designed in-house, with a huge selection of styles for every face shape. And with Warby Parker's free home try-on program, you can order five pairs to try at home for free. Shipping is free both ways, too. Go to warbyparker.com slash covered to try five pairs of frames at home for free. Warbyparker.com slash covered. What about this one from Beck? This is, this is a real beauty. Pig trouble in Little Diner. <laughs> it's a double pun. That's great. You rarely see a double pun. You rarely see a double pun. I'll be honest, quite often they're not really even single puns, these <laughs> film ideas. Pig trouble in Little Diner. Right, have they run out of ham? Or is there too much ham because it's such a small diner? And I... so they're trying to sneak ham into every dish. <laughs> They've over-ordered on ham. And now ham's on the menu. Like, it's like ham shakes. There's, you know, I like that a lot. Everything's got ham in. <laughs> yeah, I do like that a lot. And every, yeah, every dish you... Like they're using like slices of ham as like coasters for the coffee. Like, yeah, every dish comes with a, a just like a, a side of ham, <laughs> a big side of gammon comes out. Because I was thinking the alternative is that there's like literal pigs are running around the diner, like like a bull in a china shop. That's good, but I think it'd be quite harrowing because the diner would quickly realise that it could just kill the pigs and eat the pigs and cook the pigs, and you know, I don't know about that. It's like when you go into a restaurant and you pick a lobster. Except there's just little pigs running around and you sort of go, that one. You kick it into the kitchen and they just chuck it in a pot. That is, I mean, obviously... Is that nice, John? Is that what you're <laughs> suggesting? Yeah, but you've put the whole picking a lobster in a different light, haven't you? Well, it's really sad, isn't it? I thought people thought it was sad. Yeah, I guess. I've, I've the, never and really... The lobster, and then the lobster screams. What? When you put a lobster in a pot, it screams, doesn't it? But I think it's air escaping or something, but it sounds like a scream. Oh, well, this has got harrowing. Uh, whilst I was, I was... I thought, have there been any fun pig news? I thought this is going to be a light episode, so let's check if there's been any pig news. <laughs> oh uh, yeah, anything? <laughs> bong. <laughs> uh, I just found this uh, from twelve hours ago from the Times. Porky Brits now fatter than pigs. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we did it. We've been coming for those pigs for too long, baby. <laughs> those pigs have been sitting pretty in that number one spot. You're right. Now, now what? Have, now what have they got? <laughs> Nothing. We're Pigs. probably smarter than them. <laughs> Just looking at each other being you. Oh, you look like a right human. <laughs> Disgusting. We Brits are fatter than pigs. Now, here's a question. Have pigs got thinner? We don't, I've not read this article. It might, it, might not be, it might not be slamming the Brits. It might be praising pigs. Pigs have been working out. We get... I haven't been to the countryside because I've been locked in London this whole time, but we go... Pigs, once... just, pigs just lifting weights. <laughs> Eating celery and yeah, lifting weights. They just swole. They probably do eat celery, don't they? I mean, they eat anything. Isn't that the thing? Oh, yeah, that's the thing. Oh, dear. I know what it is. So, because everyone's been in lockdown, gangsters haven't been able to feed their victims to pigs. <laughs> and so pigs have starved and they've got really skinny. And now Brits have overtaken them. We're faster than pigs. And that is the answer. But, so- but soon, soon the gangsters will be back. They'll be <laughs> chucking pigs out. Don't worry, pigs. Hang on for a few more weeks. I think July 4th, July 4th, as I remember, is there's a, some pubs opening, hairdressers, and also um, <laughs> gangsters are allowed to feed their victims to pigs again. I, I think we've previously done a film about how lockdown has been affecting gangsters, so I'm glad it's come back. It's a big concern of us. I worry about them. <laughs> I do worry about the gangsters and what they're up to because they're such law-abiding guys <laughs> that they won't have they won't have 
you know, gone against lockdown. Hey, John, is it time for our ideas? I think it is, mate. Here's one from me. Twister, a giant ice lolly wreaks havoc over Oklahoma. <laughs> okay, cool. Right, so... Move on. <laughs> no, wait, maybe. Is it a delivery? Have they delivered it to the wrong place and it's just melting over the city? Yeah, and everyone's getting... You know, like when Pompeii happened? I don't think it's too soon to joke about this. <laughs> and the lava kind of froze everyone in place. That's happening, but with ice cream. And they're just really sticky. They're just really... They're just stuck. Yeah. Views- That's quite good. There's a, there's a giant Guinness World Record. Uh, it's all coming to light. It's all coming there to light. There we go. There's a giant world record breaking twister that's been made it's like 200 foot tall yeah and they're they plan to deliver it to alaska because it's nice and cold there they can store it they can display it in alaska but it falls out the back of the plane mm. and it lands in notoriously i don't know warm oklahoma <laughs> uh, where it's either typically warm or unseasonably warm yeah and the it just starts melting and just covering the entire state in ice cream i don't know what you'd do to solve that but I'd help. I'd come and help lick some up. Oh yeah, twister. that's what it is. They send they send the pigs in the skinny pigs to eat up. The- yes, <laughs> yes. The skinny pigs turn up. That's great. That's great. <laughs> well, I don't think we're going to go as far with mine. Mine's Artemis Fowl, but he's a bird. <laughs> he's a referee. Um, <laughs> that's good. Uh, that's good. <laughs> I read Artemis Fowl as a kid, but I couldn't tell you for the life of me now what happens in them. I don't know. I've got no idea what it's about. So he's like a a super genius kid criminal in a world where there are like fairies and goblins and stuff. Okay, that sounds good. Yeah, I think the books are good, and the, so the Disney so Disney Plus released the film uh, that was supposed to come out in cinemas, but obviously they put it on Disney Plus because of everything that's happening, and it has been absolutely slated. The film. Oh really? Yeah, I think it's like seventeen oh, percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh. Yeah, so not worth your time, but yeah. That film that I'm not going to watch because it's terrible, but it, the main character is a bird. If you've seen the film, let me know if that would improve it. <laughs> John, it's 10% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, sorry. And it's your friend of mine, Kenneth Bran Bran. Mm. We like Bran Bran. Yeah, there was... Oh, it all makes sense now because Kenneth Bran was on Kermode and Mayo as a guest. And then Kermode reviewed Artemis Fowl afterwards. And he was sort of nice about it and i thought it was weird because of it, having had bad reviews everywhere else but he just didn't want to upset the brand man no. or brand flakes you don't want to upset brand flakes no way oh i feel bad for brand flakes every film is made by a person who wants to make a good film joel if you take anything away from this episode that is what you should that's a lovely note to end on john uh thanks so much for your ideas everyone please keep sending them in tweet us dream factory podcast or just somehow find another alternative way to get them to us. If they know. get to us, we'll read them out. We'll read them out, whatever they are. Uh, it's been a pleasure. There'll be more pleasure after this. Hey, John. Hello. Have you got anything to update me on? Anything that's happened in your world? Yeah, so I have. Um, John... You and I are both notoriously a pair of scaredy boys. Mm. We're quite scared by horror films. Yes. Oh, yeah. You sent me a text, actually. Uh, and on Friday night, my girlfriend, and I feel like she's sort of been planning this for quite a while, and it recently came onto Netflix, and I've managed to success- successfully avoid its runs on Prime and Now TV and elsewhere. But the film Hereditary has recently arrived to Netflix. 
Yeah. Uh, and we, we watched that and I hated it so much. It's the worst sort of two hours and seven minutes of my life. Could you look at it objectively and think, yeah, this is a well-made or interesting film? It's too scary for that. Fair enough. Um, you know, I love, I love Tony Collette. She's the best. But she was scaring me. I don't need, I don't need that from you, Tony. She's not what I'm here for. Heebie-jeebies. I've seen. Like, it's really, really scary. It's properly, properly, properly scary. I might be wrong, but I think there's like one of those facts about it. There's a bit where uh, a kid like bre- uh, breaks his face on a classroom desk at one point, and um, they the kid was like, "Oh, I'm willing to break my nose to make it as realistic yeah. as possible." But they then they gave him like a foam covered desk so that he could do it and not. But then he still did it so hard it apparently broke yeah. his nose anyway. Yeah, that's that's what happens. That's I mean that's a broadly fine bit of the film by comparison to the rest of it. But yeah, scary. If anyone out there has seen it, I, who are these people that can just watch horror films and they're psychopaths, right? Mm. I need to watch just not... more and see whether I'm a psychopath too. Maybe I just I think I'm more scared about the idea of a lot of these. Like so a lot of them, you're like, oh, the concept of this is scarier than the execution. But I know that Ari Aster is like famous for like how dread inducing his films are ariasta's become my nemesis now (laughs) how about you john what's been going on um have you been watching i may destroy you the uh yeah it's really good isn't it it's really great i'm enjoying enjoy yeah no i enjoy i am enjoying it it's really good it's really well made she's brilliant but i haven't really been watching a lot else uh but on tuesday the n64 Star Wars Episode One Pod Racer game comes out, which is <gasps> so I'm, that's all I'm looking forward to in my life right now. Oh, I'm excited for that. Um, we watched, we watched Normal People. Oh yeah, I thought it was a bit shit. <laughs> okay, I've I live with a person who's who's one of the few Normal People deniers as well. To be fair, <gasps> there are yes, there are literally no, dozens I didn't of think you. That, uh, everyone loves it so much. I didn't, it didn't make any sense. None of it makes any Nothing that No decision that anyone takes in the entire 12-episode, tw- might I add, 12-episode run of that show makes any sense. They never behave in the way that normal human beings would behave. So does, does your housemate and life partner not agree with you? No, she agrees with me. Oh, I'm, just worried about, I'm just worried about people out, sort of outside the flat, you know, the windows open. <laughs> I know how, like, people really adore that show. Yeah. And I kind of, like, I, you know, I watched all of it, so it, I was along for the ride, but... I just found it really frustrating. That main guy's like overnight become the hottest man on planet Earth. Yeah, and don't get me wrong. He sure is. <laughs> I mean, there's an Instagram page dedicated to his chain that he wears <laughs> in that program. He's got like 50,000 followers. Oh my God, that's amazing. He like lives in East London somewhere. I think people keep spotting him around. That's why I whispered it. Because <laughs> I'm worried he might be my, my neighbour. Oh dear. 
And with Warby Parker's free home try-on program, you can order five pairs to try at home for free. Shipping is free both ways, too. Go to warbyparker.com slash covered to try five pairs of frames at home for free. Warbyparker.com slash covered. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Send the guys a movie idea. Tell your friends that you like the show. Follow us on social media. Then you'll be the best listener.